0: Welcome to the latest episode of Schneps Connects. Today, we have with us Monica Blum. She's the founding president of the Lincoln Square Business Improvement District. Lincoln Square is a bustling, vibrant part of New York City that combines a thriving commercial and retail presence, world-renowned cultural institutions and entertainment facilities, of course, Lincoln Center, and a large residential community all in one neighborhood. The bid extends at Columbus Circle at 58th Street to north to West 70th Street. On the east, it's bordered by Central Park, and on the west by Amsterdam Avenue. Monica was an attorney who spent more than 25 years in government and the nonprofit sector. She began her career at the Anti-Defamation League of Bene B'riff, in 1967 and went on to serve as an assistant to Congress member at that time, Ed Koch. Under the Mayor Bloomberg administration, she served as a member of the Mayor's Committee on Appointments, and she is a former president of the New York City Bid Association and also was a founding member of the Board of Directors of the Chinatown Partnership. So she certainly has Manhattan covered from north to south. So Monica, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks so much for joining.
1: Thank you, Josh. I'm looking forward to this.
0: So certainly you cover one of the cultural hearts of uh, the city. Maybe you could share how you fared through the pandemic and how you're coming out of it.
1: First of all, Lincoln Square is unique because, yes, we have Lincoln Center and Uh, lots of large anchor institutions, as I like to call them, but we also have a very strong residential population. So even though Lincoln Center went dark during the pandemic and many of our businesses either closed or uh, more or less shut down, we still had people living here. And I think that a lot of them didn't go away. So Mm. we kept doing what we do best, clean, safe, and beautiful and tried to keep our residents and everybody else who signs up for our communication links informed about what was going on. So, you know, we had our challenges and we still do, but I I think we're unusual to some extent.
0: That's good to hear. I'm really happy to hear that the residential community was there and, you know, still in the neighborhood.
1: Well, you know, the neighborhood tends to skew older and I think a lot of people didn't go away. We have more young people that have moved here, but um, a lot of people moved here specifically because of Lincoln Center. So they didn't move away. They just waited.
0: So talk about the recovery. I know that you're you know, starting to bring a lot of events back, but talk through what you're seeing now You know, coming into the summer season.
1: Well, first of all, we do have a fairly vibrant, I like to call it restaurant row. We have Mm -hmm. a section of Broadway between really 63 and 64 that has lots of outdoor restaurants, and they were able to expand during the pandemic. So uh, they're not in the street, but we have very wide sidewalks. And in the 60s, when the neighborhood started changing, we got wide sidewalks specifically for outside dining. So most of those restaurants continue to offer food um, even in the middle of winter. And um, they're now doing really well. It's, you know, it's bustling there. Um, And then we've also seen, we have a number of new cafes and I I think food is the thing of the future. So we have more cafes than we had before, more coming. Um, So, and, and Lincoln Center of course has now started has brought back programming last summer they did a green lawn but this year they started may 14 presenting performances at various stages you know they have disco on some nights and Mm -hmm. all sorts of things happening lots of different venues so it is livelier it's not where it was but it's definitely picking up so you know we're encouraged And I think there've been lots of publications that have said that Midtown is not the central commercial business districts aren't faring as well because they don't have the residential community that Mm. we have and they don't have Lincoln Center. So we're very lucky.
0: Well, I'm happy to hear that those small businesses are doing well because that's the lifeblood of the streets and the neighborhood.
1: Right, right. And we don't, you know, I wish we had more, but we've, we've had some interesting openings, new places. And they seem to be doing okay. I, you know, I think everyone is still struggling with getting staff. I think that's sure. a problem, but uh, it's definitely better. And of course, our clean team and public safety never missed a beat. Nor did we miss a single flower. We kept I planting, and you know, so it looks great.
0: Well, listen, that's a key to a strong neighborhood, right? Is just looking yes. clean and avoiding messes that then create. Right. Right. Talk about your uh, lunchtime summer concert series.
1: So for starting in 2008, we did a lunchtime series and then we didn't do it for two years during the pandemic. Uh, You know, it was a small musical performance. It was low key because I don't compete with Lincoln Center. (laughs) Um, And this year we're trying something new. We're doing it at a new location, Dante Park, which is right across from the Empire Hotel and Lincoln Center. It is bigger. We have put out many tables and chairs and planters all over the place. So it's really great. And we're going to have jazz performances. You know, they'll be low-key, 12 to 1.30 every Wednesday. And if it rains, they'll be on Fridays. Terrific. It doesn't rain. We hope that people will just sit and bring lunch or a coffee. Uh, we get a lot of construction workers because, you know, Geffen Hall across the way is working hard to get open by um, September or October and the construction workers come at noon. So, or 1130. So I figured at least they'll be there and then sure. more people Listen, will come. So
0: on the New York city street, they'll always stop for good music.
1: Right. Yeah. So it'll be, it should be nice. I think it's low key. The only worry we have is that it's not a subway station, which the previous location was, but I think it'll pick up. And that's where we also did some performances last winter Mm -hmm. and we did it there and some of them were really very good. So we'll see how it goes.
0: You know, I'm sure Lincoln Center is still critical to kind of the vibrancy and the economy of of the community.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I will tell you that the former president of Lincoln Center told me 25 years ago that the reason we exist is Lincoln Center, much as I don't like to admit it, it is true. I mean, the you know, in normal times, the people are going to performances well into the late night. That's changed now a little bit. You know, the performances don't go as late. But uh, it really is a very important anchor. We also have Fordham, which is another anchor in um, New York. And New York. Institute of New York Tech now, Institute of Technology. And of course, we also have the shops at Columbus Circle, which is an important draw, not as busy as it used to be, but it means that things will come back.
0: Give an example of some of the businesses that are in the shops at Columbus Circle. and
1: Well, there are several new ones. There's tartinerie, which is a French type lunch thing. We have camp and art camp, which is for kids, uh, both a store and a play, indoor play thing that's quite busy. Wilson just opened uh, Wilson Sporting Goods. I haven't been there yet, but mm-hmm. I am going to go look. Uh, I don't know exactly what they're doing there. And then we have this a, a flower thing, Amour a Fleur, which is, I don't know what it is, sort of pressed roses, <laughs> And then there are a whole bunch of, there. Yeah, we have Sunglass Hut just opened. There is activity. Of course, my favorite's not new, it's Island Fisher, but I don't, you know, I shop my closet mostly.
0: Okay. Um, well, you know, I know you can't be too biased, but give us some of the other neighborhood favorites that, I mean, you've been. Well, there so, uh...
1: so we have some new, we have some at the northern part of the district on Columbus, we have Arterix, which is you know, an outdoor sporting store, which is just terrific, right next door, uh, you know, if you like hiking and running, and, um, and they've been a new good community partner, I think they're still doing their weekly, they were doing a regular run, and right next door to them is Maman, which is a French cafe bakery, and I don't go there because their chocolate chip cookies are too good.
0: Oh, wow, yeah.
1: And if at one point, Ralph and I, who's my right hand, left hand, we were running around sampling chocolate chip cookies because there are a lot of, we have a lot of bakeries and a mm-hmm. new one is coming soon, an Italian one, Rosetta. I hope that opens soon. And then uh, what else is new? Botaniste. If you're a vegan, Botaniste is the place you should go. And, you know, they also have outdoor seating. So that's another new one. And then a couple, of the, the one that I think is sort of the most interesting in some ways, Old John's Luncheonette. It used to be Luncheonette, now it's Diner, but it's been here forever. And mm-hmm. um, it was a favorite of Lincoln Center patrons because at night they would put white tablecloths on, but it also had the best hamburger. So it's reopened and they have outside seating and they have egg, I went and had an egg cream so, oh, you know, it's, you. it's a great place. It really is. And so, there, you know, more things are popping up. Uh, and I hope we don't know what the, we, unfortunately, we had an old a deli that closed after a long, long time. But I'm hoping food will go in there too. We have Bread's Bakery. So, there's a lot of, you know, quicks. I would say quick serve, but I think that's what people are leaning towards. And then, of course, take out. And so we could use more, but Um, I'm hopeful.
0: Well, all in a New York minute, everybody wants things fast in Manhattan.
1: Right, right. That's good to
0: hear. I think it's a very positive story to hear some of these new businesses and the ones that have been there for for quite some time. Right,
1: that survived. I mean, Atlantic Grill has reopened. They did a incredible remodel. And, you know, we're getting, we'll get more. I think the neighborhood is doing as well, if not better than expected but you know, it's a combination. And in the fall, the Phil is opening two years ahead of schedule and that's going to be amazing, I think. So I, you know, I think. So what will, is that? The Philharmonic uh, that's oh, it'll be sometime in October. Right. Um, and they just announced that Deborah Border is leaving in a year and they've hired the replacement. He's starting soon, I think in the fall. And I guess the, I don't know if they've hired a the conductor. Uh, I think they're searching for a replacement. For I'm not sure about that. All the Lincoln Center constituents, they're all offering performances in person at various times. So That's it's, terrific.
0: That's terrific. So, you know, the pandemic obviously threw a lot of things for a loop, a lot of changes, but you've been there for 26 years with the band. I, so right. I hate to throw out numbers, I'm sorry, but it's impressive. So, how have you really seen the neighborhood evolve over those years, maybe putting the pandemic aside?
1: Well, two things. First of all, our signature project was improving the green spaces. And so we started that 25 years ago, and you will not see bare spots in the Broadway malls. The parks mm-hmm. look great. And when we started, everything was horrible because of the fiscal crisis. And so I'm very proud of that. And other than that, what we've seen in the last, I would say, five or six years are new residential buildings. There's a lot of development in the district or outside. Now, the other day we walked, we did a little field trip, we walked west and there's a whole new city west of our district, Mm -hmm. which I found quite amazing. But even in our district, you know, one building, my old office building is now it will be a residential building. It topped out last week. There's been a lot of new development. And uh, I mean, I think it's good. It brings people, I, you know, I hope anyhow. And I think the only thing that I worry about is we still have a lot of vacancies and some of them are large and some are difficult to rent because they have basement space. Mm-hmm. Target did a good job. You know, that's their basement is very workable. But I, I'm i hoping that some of the larger spaces will eventually be leased, which, you know, I think that's the one thing. I But I think the district has done quite well. We are going to have major changes in a couple of years. Disney, ABC is moving downtown. And that's going to affect this neighborhood dramatically, because they have a very strong presence, 5,000 people or 4,000 people, whatever the number is today, and they're a commercial property owner and that's going to affect all the other property owners. So embarked on a strategic plan to figure out how we deal with this in the future. Because, you know, residents, they're not assessed except for condo owners and they're only assessed a dollar a year. So anybody who lives here gets the best deal in town because... Mm-hmm. We- it's clean and safe and beautiful. And, and so we that revenue from Disney will be spread around all the other property owners. And we have to look at that.
0: Um, interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is interesting. It's
0: to one neighborhood's benefit is, uh, you know, hurtful to this area. Right.
1: Right. Well, it's, it's at least worrisome and it's it, we do need to plan for the future. Uh, and I'm not staying another 25 years. Believe me. <laughs> you, know?
0: you never know. Never say never. Oh, please. Talk about the transportation, though, because I think that that's an important part of Lincoln's. Well,
1: so we've got great subway lines here. They all meet, except for the one, at Columbus Circle. And we have 66th Street, and we have lots of buses, but we also will have congestion pricing, and the border is at 60th Street. And that's also something we're concerned about because... Well, I think congestion pricing in principle is a great idea. Our streets are so congested already, we are worried about how traffic will flow. And so we've actually asked DOT to look at the directions of the streets because they've been changed in my 25 years. I think they've been changed four times, five times. Uh, You know, one goes east, one goes west, and then they change it again. So somebody's going to have to figure that out before those toll booths go into. And we have a lot of garages. So hopefully people will be able to park their cars. You know, it's good for the garage industry, I guess.
0: What would you say is on your wish list for the neighborhood?
1: Hmm, that's an interesting question. I'd like to be able to offer more sanitation services. Mm-hmm. I think that's critical. I'd like the city to address the unfortunate situation of homeless and people in need of assistance. I think that is something that has to be addressed. People need to feel safe. And there's some
0: uh, shelters opened uh, in your district. Well, south of our
1: district, there is. um, And I think it's open on 58th street, uh, slightly further east. And I think another uh, women's shelter will eventually open on 59th way west. But it's really more than that. I'd like to see more um, foot patrol. I'm a fan. I'm a product of, you know, I'm used to seeing police on the streets. And I I think that I'd like to see more of that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I guess my other wish list is I'd like to see real coordination um, on the part of the city of how our sidewalks and streets are used. I don't think that... There's an overarching plan for siting of all sorts of things. Um, And, you know, there are going to be more vendors. um, They're gonna give out more licenses. And I I think there needs to be a structure for all of these things, bike share, bike lanes, all of that. The screws
0: zipping all over the city? Well,
1: that's, you know, (laughs) for someone, for older people crossing the streets. Uh, it's, it's extremely dangerous. Listen, it's dangerous not just for we... older
0: people. I teach my kids. I don't care if it's a one-way street. You always look both ways.
1: Right. Yeah, it's really, well, you know, I used to ride a bike in the city. No way. I won't do it anymore. I mean, I'm. it's, it's yeah. really dangerous. So I think those are the kinds of things I'd like to see. I am not in favor of eliminating cars. I mean, we need them.
0: I and I think those are all great points and things that could be really instituted across the city, not right. just in your district, right? I mean, a lot of these are right. very key, basic things for a community in terms of cleanliness and safety.
1: Right. Yeah, no, I think so. It's, But it's a real challenge. I think that some of these issues were around when I was in city government. You know, after when Ed Koch became mayor, I joined his staff. And we had issues with siting of newsstands then. It's the same thing, <laughs>
0: nothing has changed. So. Sure, sure. Well, listen, you, you've uh, seen the community through many years and many cycles and, you know, have done a great job in, in one of the... Uh, most
1: well, I've had a lot of fun. You know, it is fun.
0: but It's important. It is. very it important, really is. especially to be good at what you do. Who right. wants to do a job they don't like?
1: <laughs> right, right, right.
0: Well, Mark, it's a pleasure chatting with you and thanks for sharing, you know, all that you do.
1: I enjoyed it a lot, Josh. It's great. Nice to see you and come visit Lincoln Square. I would love to. Be great. Say hi to your mom.
0: I certainly will. To listen to our podcast, visit podcast.schnepsmedia.com or stream us on any of your major podcast networks.